So have you guys seen this Messiah show on Netflix? Have you seen it? What? Have you seen this Messiah show? None of you guys have? No. I, I, I saw the trailer for it. You guys care if I spoil it a little bit? Please. You do not Please don't. care. Well, it's 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 it looks awful. If all of you guys listening haven't heard it yet, it um, looks it does look pretty fucking bad. It's like hilarious because it's like one part like CIA hero worship, one part Israeli Hezbollah, and then and and then it basically you know uh, give like tells my thesis that if there was a second coming and like Christ did come back. Um, the United States government would do everything in their power to discredit him and try to have him killed. That's like <laughs> the most Christian thing you've ever said. That's I'm pretty sure like my uh, my zealot speak in tongues siblings have that same opinion. Well, I yeah. mean, I, if you, I mean, that's like the story of the Bible too, right? It, right? It's like this is what uh, power would do if like there was like an actual son of God. Like the Roman Empire, there's no way that they like he was just like um, political dissident, you know, to them. So that yeah. tracks with what I know of the Bible, which is Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the plot of Jesus Christ Superstar. No, Too but if much you have really their minds. Yeah. yeah. Legit. Like if you want to just like laugh about, you know, um, about how like brazenly craven it is that, you know, the, obviously the people like who wrote this, like, you know, like ISIS is like controlling Damascus. And I'm like, God, these people fucking wish that ISIS was controlling Damascus, but we'll get to that later, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely. If you if you want something to like make fun of and just like yell at your TV at for no good reason, and it's you know it's like fun. It's kind of fun. You don't you don't know whether or not this guy is the Messiah or not. It's kind of uh, you know. Well, that's yeah. That's like the whole like the whole plot is like you know like this guy is he can, or isn't he he can do like miracles and like everyone's like is he actually right the son of god or i just realized that the guy who plays jesus looks like that meme that of like a jesus that's like a jesus on his birthday yes thank you for the birthday love do you know what i'm talking yes, about I, yes, I, yeah, yeah I he he literally looks like that meme <laughs> Yup, yup. Um, you know Dostoevsky's Grand Inquisitor story? I don't. Um, so the premise is that Jesus comes back in Spain during the Spanish Inquisition. Oh. <laughs> and um, and uh, so he, God, I would have got burnt. <laughs> so he got... Um, you know, uh, uh, he gets locked up, and the the whole story is essentially a monologue of the Grand Inquisitor uh, talking to Jesus, um, and essentially like laying out why it is that he's going to have him crucified. Um, God, this is the worst exposition ever. And it is it goes off, and <laughs> um, Freud called it like one of the most incisive um, analysis of human. Uh, of, of like the human psyche because he's kind of talking about like, you know, if you come back and everyone's actually saved and they are like liberated from, you know, having to worry about sin and, you know, salvation, then um, everything is fucked. These people don't know how to be free. You know, no one knows how to be free. You have to have, you know, um, as soon as, as soon as you, achieve the rebellion that the id is so uh, frequently associated with, as soon as you overthrow 
that idol, uh, you are immediately looking for a different god to kind of throw yourself down before. <clears throat> That's his kind of uh, overview. And then Jesus doesn't say anything and kisses him. Nice. Dude, I was just trying to laugh about, like, the United States drone striking Jesus, and you're out here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how Ilan Omar needs a Gundam? Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Because that's that needs to happen. How are they going to pay for it? The blood of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Does... I, That's not a currency. You won't get those questions <laughs> about like how to pay for it though for the Gundams because they're like it's military stuff. So you just you know it's like yeah, that's in. true. You just lump it in with the space force. Exactly, yeah, space force. That would, boom. Thank you. Got say, it. I'm not sure that even the Pentagon has Gundams. <laughs> so you can never. So you think. Y- yeah, you can never really say that with absolute certainty though. Can I you? guess that's true. Yeah. Well, that's actually what uh, really killed John McCain is like they showed him a Gundam and like he had a heart attack. They have a cancer Gundam. You guys want to? You guys want to? That's how they killed Hugo Chavez. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everyone? This is State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, It's me, Benjamin. Uh, We also got Zach and Ricky. And Matthias and Alex. Hey, everyone. Yeah, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Uh, It is, what is today? Saturday, January 11th. And we are fucking back, baby. We're back after a long, extended winter break. Yeah, at least nothing happened while we were gone. You know, nothing of severe importance. (laughs) Back in black, not missed anything. Yeah, um, the Roaring Twenties are already off to a roaring start. So yeah, yeah. But this th- this year has already started off like considerably more fucking insane than I thought it would. Oh yeah, uh, than I had previously imagined. Uh, you know, a, a couple weeks ago uh, we were at um, at Zach and Kelly's New Year's Eve party. I was asking, I was asking different folks, uh, what are what are your predictions for 2020? Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? You know, and uh, someone someone had said, you know, I think we're going to get hit with another recession. Uh, someone said, you know, Bernie's going to be elected president. Someone else said, you know, Trump's going to get reelected. Um, and I, my brother, who was also at the party, I, I asked him this same question, and with with pretty much no hesitation, he just goes, you know, I think we're overdue for a high profile assassination. Oh, and lo and fucking behold! Like two, what does your two brother days later. know? Mm, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So shout out to my brother Samuel. Congratulations to him for having mm. the first uh, correct prediction of the year. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. You know. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, go at this just a little bit. Push back just a little bit. Uh, Krasam Soleimani was not high profile at all. If you like, want to like go by like. Did the American people know who this guy yeah, like, was? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, no. that's not a fair gauge because uh, I mean the American people <laughs> don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, about exactly. Anything, so, like, no. um, I think that it's. A I mean, thing. I think they, they did. A, they did as a, an American. Um, I love it. 
They did a poll and only like 24, 20, like 24% of respondents could find mm, Iran on a map. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying. It's sa- like the easy one. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is like, it's not. It's the like axis he, of evil. Come on. He he wasn't high profile, but his assassination was. No, you want to know? I wasn't even saying that so much as to um, even push back at like, say that wasn't a good prediction. I'm just kind of, I just kind of wanted to bring this into just like um, how it was kind of crazy that, you know, no, people don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. Right. And, you know, a month ago, CNN is doing like this broadcast that's like hyping this guy up as like the general who helped us like beat ISIS. Right. And then what happens? All of a sudden, everyone's calling him a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Megan McCain brown beats uh. fucking Elizabeth Warren into saying that he's a terrorist. Like, yeah. Oh, our federal government uh, designated the IRGC as a terrorist organization. That means he's a terrorist. Yeah. Who fucking designated them as a terrorist organization? Was it the psychopathic, not smart, like incredibly dangerous Trump presidency that you keep saying is like going to like destroy America? Like. It was them. So, well, I mean, and it's, like, it's just ethnocentrism just on full display too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like to pretend like our our generals are just as vicious mm. and yeah, cause right. just as much carnage. I mean, yeah, Iran, is Iran uh, yeah. designated the Pentagon as a terrorist organization. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> they're like, not wrong. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Maybe one of my wrong. favorite geopolitical moves of my of like all time. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was cool. really that was really stylish. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, like uh, I saw on Twitter, um, Mehdi Hassan uh, had like this really good uh, point that where after 9-11, you know, a lot of people were like, all right, well, what's what's stopping us from calling, you know, the United States or Israel terrorists? Well, they were like, oh, well, that's because we're state actors and Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda are not state actors. That's what makes them terrorists. Well, now that the IRGC and Qassam Soleimani are apparently terrorists, that whole like argument is just false flag. Bye-bye. Well, we, we have to defend white supremacist militia non-state actors now. Yeah. It's really important. Um, They're not terrorists. And Mike Pompeo needs to clear the way for, like, the second coming. No, yeah. I mean, that's, like, that's what, all this, that's what all this is about was just kind of, like, to um, satiate, like, the bloodthirst that is, like, for Iran, Iraq, Syria— uh, or Yemen, um, any nation that dares, you know, go against U.S. hegemony in the region. Yeah. So you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, have any uh, favorite, just absolutely batshit moments that have come from this, but uh, mine was uh, seeing Oliver North on Fox News talking no. about how we uh, we need to be careful about selling weapons to Iran. <laughs> What? You you're kidding. Right? I'm not. I wish I I wish I well, were. But you know you have I, to be uh, careful about you know, when, when was this? Oh, it was a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No. Yeah. That actually did happen. And I'm just know. like, how is the guy mm. that got in trouble for Iran Contra right now? Probably <laughs> shouldn't be selling weapons at Iran. Right, this so is weird. This is a person who should be just like still not, in prison, not in not in the public eye, and thankful that he isn't in prison for life for you know the literal butchery of children and women that he uh you know helped orchestrate mm-hmm. so and for those wonderful you, and for those who fascinated yes and for those of you who don't know like what iran contra is is and actually it's a really good place to like point out and start talking about who uh, general uh, soleimani actually was um like the, during the iran iraq war like in the 80s 
uh, the United States and the Soviet Union were funding both sides. Um, you had the United States sponsoring uh, Iraq out in the open, and then you had, and then clandestinely, uh, the Reagan and uh, Ronald Reagan was um, uh, selling the Iranians' weapons uh, via the Contras to and, pay for uh, to pay for the Contras to pay. Right. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so via via the Sultan of Brunei, yeah. I think. And 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 that's and that very Sultan of Brunei has like some Trump Epstein connections. Yeah, but. he does. So uh, uh, they is also that the, was that Sultan of Brunei the like. Sorry, is he the one, like, that whole time, like, that Sultan of Brunei, the one who later would be have Epstein? Yes. There's, like, that's not the been multiple same, regimes of no, Sultans of Brunei? That okay. was, that's the okay, same okay. Sultan of Brunei. I lived next door to him as a kid in Las Vegas. Really? You're not kidding. True story, true story. Oh I lived God. in the house of this, actually, um, Iranian-Persian uh, heart surgeon, brain surgeon, that my mother was having an affair with. And uh, in one of his houses was Go next off. to the Sultan of Brunei's, uh, like, vacation mansion and the other one his guest house where we lived was next to Whoopi Goldberg that's go off. that's a that's a Vegas story I, I have a lot more that questions is a, that about is a your Vegas life story that I have a lot more questions about your life that I did not have before but uh, we have to we have to stay on topic here <laughs> no, but yeah like I mean so so yeah he fought Saddam um in like in the Iraq Iran war if you guys don't know what happened uh Saddam invaded Iran um through the support of the United States and basically um the Iranians uh you know with the against all odds um uh fled out or uh took out the invaders and then invaded Iraq and then Iraq was forced to uh reconcile so um so that's like the 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 first thing that's like good about him. Also also cut his teeth um taking out like you know leftist dissidents in the country. So like that's that's like So you're you know, saying we have a lot more in common than Right, yeah. That that is actually kind of what I'm saying, right? Like mm-hmm. this guy ha- he, he's not like uh, a black and white figure. He's mm-hmm. done like some good stuff in the region, you know, like um then uh you know afterwards Well they they're saying, you know, he has the blood of American soldiers on his hand, right? Which is on his he, hand. Well, so well, does every because, fucking president. Well, yeah, well cuz right. like he he was like giving weapons to militias that were fighting back against the U.S. invasion. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, like, let's, like, okay, so, like, so for, first there was, like, the Iran-Iraq war, right? Then there was the Iraq war. And early in the Iraq war, especially, like, right after 9-11, General Soleimani was, like, a close, or we were working with him clandestinely against Saddam Hussein during the first invasion of Iraq. Another bad thing that he did. <laughs> but, but, but what had what had happened, like literally right after that, was um, David Fromm, that fucking idiot, wrote his uh, Axis of Evil speech, mm. and that literally changed everything. So you had, so then you had like mm-hmm. a totally destable Iraq. What is Iran's interest? All right, we like. Are, well, you know, we don't want like you know um, uh, Al Qaeda uh, gaining more strength in Iraq. Uh, we what we have to do is we have to uh, we have to stop them so that they don't come into Iran. Because if you don't know, like Iraq, they're like uh, Salafi Sunni extremists, and they really really hate Shia. It would be like their dream to let go. To Iran, which is like uh, the defender of Shias across the 
like region. Basically, I think one of the one of the I guess like mm, silver linings of this whole thing is that there has been like an increase in unity amongst those two groups. Yeah, against mm-hmm. the United States. No, one hundred percent. And that, and that's like that's why this whole killing of General Soleimani is such a bad thing because you know um, he's he's gained this reputation of somebody who fixes up the United States' mess and has been a, a thorn in the side of the United States ever since we invaded Iraq. Um, and it, now he's a martyr. And now, exactly. Now they they, they martyred him, and right. uh, which you, I I feel like you know that's a bad thing for American the military or whatever. But I feel like it's a good thing for. Is it a good thing for people? Like like Zach was saying, is this a is this gonna like have positive psychological impact? Yes and no. Social impact in the region. Yes and no. I mean, like it's definitely not a good thing that we assassinated their general. Um, but <laughs> like, silver lining is coming from it, though. I think is what she's asking yeah. more particularly. No, like here, are there any good things that might come here's, from this? Here's the silver lining, right? Oh, silver so, lining to an atom. So ball. so look. <laughs> Suleimani definitely um, lightning rod figure. You know, like I think probably the most recent thing that's like really, you know, um, uh, kind of uh, Jesus Christ. What's the word? I'm controversial about him is like the um, siege of Aleppo. So like, oh right, that. Yeah. So so he was like largely responsible for that. Yes, and I I mean I've talked about it before. There was like lots of shit going on with that, including like the United States implementing a no fly zone, acting as ISIS's air force. Mm-hmm. Like when we were like in, put like enacting that no fly zone over Syria, we were literally acting as uh, ISIS's air force, not allowing. General Soleimani and the Russians yeah. to uh, uh, d- think of another way instead of a siege of uh, uh, freeing Aleppo yeah. from ISIS. So that you know, like that's like uh, that's like one thing that you know he did, and there were people that were mad about that. You know, like there were people who were like, all right, well, Iran is, you know, doing poorly right now because of these U.S. sanctions. Like, you can't be doing all this adventure stuff, right? Like this foreign intervention. So, you know, there were like a lot of people like frustrated. So, um, you know, like what this did was just emboldened everybody against the United States. Right. Yeah. Even so, even like uh, I know there was um, protests in, in Iran prior that were, uh, you know, like from the left. Um and and those have kind of subsided now too, just because yeah. of the. It's kind of like created more of a unified uh, Iran and in. Yeah, that's a that's in a more type of like unity, um, yeah. kind of like in a I don't want to say it in the same regards, but in a in a way kind of like uh, right after like nine eleven in America, how you know everyone put aside their differences to right. just like I mean everyone was like arrested over. for protesting, is what you mean? Hmm? That one also. Um, yeah, I mean I don't think I think I think the unity after nine eleven thing is is a myth. I don't think, as a person who protested the wars after nine eleven, I don't, I don't know. I I pr- I mean the 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 you wars blacklisted. There's yeah, a but unity I mean, was... of allowed expression. <laughs> but yeah, I think what you you were saying before though is that um, this the, a consequence of this unity is um, like a, a some kind of smothering of left activism of, le- of a left movement. And there yeah. is some of that happening too. Um, you know, it is taking a lot of the air out of like some of the more like domestic issues um, that Funny like how people that works. people are like. Uh, you know, dealing with, especially like in Lebanon too, mm-hmm. you know, like this affects like the Lebanese protests as well. Um, I saw that there were protests in Tehran today. 
There were protests in Tehran today because of that uh, um, the, the, yeah. the airliner, which yeah. I had thought at first might have been a coincidence, but it appears yeah. that Iran has uh, they claimed want, responsibility. They remember want in the group Khamenei chat, like I, I sent, like I sent that message in the group chat, uh, right. like, yo, does this have something to do with the missiles we just fucking took? Or? No. Well, <laughs> you know, I started hearing that someone had said that um, this was, that calling this military action was just covering for Boeing, which I, I was ready was, to believe that. I, I, I was I ready mean, to believe that, but honestly, it's not the same plane, right? It's the it's not the it's, the Max, it's not right? the seven three seven Max. It's a right, different seven three seven. Yes, but I really really God, wanted that, that to be yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so here's uh, so like okay again. Um, let's talk about Iran's response for a second for because time. we've talked about like the assassination, right? And um, we didn't really talk about what led up to that assassination, but I don't think it quite matters as much. Trump is an idiot. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, but uh, well, well, real quick, I, there was this rumor going around that I don't know if it was verified or debunked that basically like the like the Pentagon, like in Trump's advisors, gave him like Ooh. a group of options. Yes. And they this. only suggested the Soleimani assassination as like the insane thing that he would never do to like make everything else look you know, measured like in comparison, but he just went with the most insane option as right. he want to do. I I read something in the New York Times that like from that came out today that kind of corroborated that, but also there was this story in the Wall Street Journal that uh, claimed that Trump did this basically to um, get stronger support in the Senate for impeachment from people like right. Lindsey Graham. Right. This is the mainstream narrative right now, right, is that it's an election year tactic. And that seems like there's a lot of evidence to support that. But I yeah. wonder what you guys think about that. Is that an easy explanation? He's just trying to get. And also it's backfiring. Right. right. Real silver lining of this is that Bernie wins. Yeah. Okay, so so I don't think that it's election based. Okay. Look, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not like um, so essential to where like I would like say it's one thing or the other, but um, like I think what's really significant is that um, you know they they did this as um, they didn't want like to escalate. They were doing this as deterrence because I you know I've spoken on the podcast before. Um, you know, when I was talking about like Iran's kind of proxies, you know, going to work on us and we're, we've been losing these proxy wars over and over and over again. We have like an incredible losing rec- losing streak going on right now. Like after there was that, um, uh, American contractor that had been, uh, killed, um, Trump just got like really mad for some reason. And the people around him were just telling him like, oh, you've got to do something about this. And, you know, like there's the story about, you know, the list of things where, I mean, like the general should not have like put that on the list if they disagree that they do. You think this really happened though? I th- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell and you. I couldn't tell you uh, 100%. But what I do know is, is that it was, um, a failure of deterrence on the United States and a successful deterrence effort by uh, Iran. What I think is that uh, regardless of the uh, the list, which, you know, I have to say, it's like, if you thought that this was so beyond the pale, why did you put it on? Exactly. You know, yeah. Like, oh, Mr. Trump, please choose one of the pussy options, not the one that or like, like uh, unless uh, they uh, wanted him to do this. Right. Right. And that's did Trump know who this fucker was. No, no. exactly. No. And this, and, no, no, but here's here's uh, what I'm about to say is kind of like um, the, my explanation of why I just find it very hard to believe that the generals wanted this to happen or like the people at the top of the Pentagon wanted this to happen. That being said, I'm sure that people like Mike Pompeo and some other, uh, like, you know, 
like ghouls in the Trump administration wanted to do this, but they were definitely in the minority. Because the thing about it is killing Qasem Soleimani in this manner, just it, like killing uh, the number two of Iran in a third country, mm-hmm. in a third country. Right. Like, that's what makes it even worse. Like you did that as soon as it happened, because I knew like what this guy meant to the region. I knew that it's going to be very difficult for the United States to stay in Iraq. And if they can't stay in Iraq, they can't stay in Syria. Like, quite literally, we are back to where we started before the invasion happened. This is like that's what happened like this weekend when because what happened was after the assassination, the Iraqi parliament, the government that we fucking created to be nice to us. They fucking voted us out of part. They just voted us out. And we're not recognizing them because like funny uh, how democracy. works. Yeah. And and now we're not recognized. Now now they're not a democracy. Now they're not a democracy. When they voted us out. Now they're not a democracy. So. So, yeah. So like. So now we're literally back to where we started. And it's all because. Uh, like uh, Qasem Soleimani was assassinated and like the biggest part of the the, the biggest part about it is that we're now in a new phase uh, between this conflict between the United States and Iran before the United States and Iran almost uh, like only um, you know attacked each other through proxies or like you know it would be United States against Iranian proxies Right. right it was ne- or it was ISIS or like Al Qaeda versus Iranian proxies that we were supporting, right? And um, it, it, it <laughs> like there, <laughs> like there's no way that we're gonna be able to stay there now because now that uh, like all the troops are trip wires. They're just trip wires waiting to be. Uh, attacked and it's the first time that like um the iranians have directly attacked like a u.s military base right so let's talk about the response yes um so i mean following the assassination of soleimani um uh iran launched it was like it was like uh i think it was a dozen about about a dozen missiles 16 18 yeah at two U.S. military bases. There might bases. have been three, actually. Might have been three, but... I'm okay, so two, two or three. three military bases, uh, U.S. bases in Iraq. And uh, is it true, uh, aside from the fucking passenger jet, there were no casualties at, no any, casualties. at any of the bases? No casualties anywhere. I thought and there were Iraqi casualties. No, that no, was... That was uh, misreporting. Yeah, fake okay. news. Fake news. Okay. Probably, yeah, like so uh, the, the, the FOPO blob in Washington, D.C. could not, like, wanted Iraqi deaths so bad because yeah. that would be bad for the Iranians. And it is really bad for the Iranians that they uh, put down this passenger jet, um, but... Not uh, good. Yeah, it's but but I believe... just like didn't Steve Ducey on Fox News uh, <laughs> was like, can you imagine what the response would have been if the if the United States had done this? Geraldo was like, <laughs> we did, nineteen eighty eight. We did. That was pretty epic. <laughs> Geraldo was like, yeah, well, I don't have to imagine because we did that. Uh, <laughs> pretty no. much exactly. Where the hell did Geraldo come thing. out of? By the way, like he's been, he's been, dude, he's, he's been pretty good for, like, for a while for um, Fox on, for, on Fopo, like. on Fopo at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, was I about to say? So here, this is a very significant, right? Like this is a new phase in the conflict. Um, and this is something that um, people like Hassan Nasrallah of Hezbollah and uh, um, the uh, Ayatollah Khomeini, they've been talking about this like in open. Like this has been kind of their um, 
uh, strategy all along is eventually get U.S. troops out of Iraq and Syria. Why on earth would they want that? Yeah. So, but 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 basically, they hate freedom. But basically, <laughs> right? Like they've been doing, they've been uh, doing these, like um, you know, uh, um, m- militia proxy militia um special forces operations against like the united states and um their uh proxies in the region and uh they've been winning so um what does the united states do they do this super provocative action which is what iranians have been waiting for basically so that they can do this and now now they have done that now they've accelerated their plans so it's going so like I said um you know I think the real silver lining here is that the Trump administration must might must might have just fucked up um mm-hmm. Middle East occupation for the United States in the long term. Yeah, I mean that that is the takeaway. If you you know I trust you and you usually you're sometimes you're not right about what's going to happen, but you know well, more than I do. But Yes, I like thought if, I thought that I thought that the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I thought okay. that we were going to do a retaliatory strike after they struck back at us. Trump didn't even do that. I was wrong about that. I thought I was, it would I was frank. I was surprised that yeah. he didn't escalate even So more. so I was wrong about that, but I but but generally I was right. Yeah, that I knew that this was going to be I knew that this was always going to be like this new um, phase in the conflict was always going to be like the. So it's a good thing. Like there's no I mean, I'm sorry well, that the guy that I'm, the plane is a bad thing, but that could they were on a Boeing anyway. It could have happened. And, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry that this guy that a lot of people liked is dead. But if we're we're just gonna go home now and we have peace, if right? We go yeah. Home now, we're go- uh, Alex says we're gonna all go I'm home. I'm not saying and- that. I'm not saying that we're all gonna go home. I'm saying that it's more likely than it ever has been in my life, and the only reason that is is because of the material conditions on the ground, not because of anything that the United States mm-hmm. wants to do. Mm-hmm. The United States could still go uh, full like United States imperialism and still like just fuck shit up, and we are at a higher risk of that now. One hundred percent, we are. But the thing is, we do still live in a democracy. I think that Don- I don't think that Donald Trump. I think he has got pretty good instincts on this type of stuff. I think that he knows that ground troops are like. Does, oh, does he? I think Some, someone does. No. Someone over there does. No, I, re- right? I really. I think he has the proper I think, aversion. To I think this he kind wants. To, I think he wants to make a lot of noise, but I don't think he wants significant conflict. I don't think he wants significant want conflict. It, yeah, it also sounds hard. Right. It sounds. Yeah. It sounds hard too. So, like, um, what I'm really scared of. Well, I'm, I'm sure that he knows that. Trying to go, trying to start a war with Iran is incredibly fucking unpopular. Right. It's it, it, like the, the the American people don't have the appetite for it, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to say is we still live in a democracy. I think that his instincts are going to be right on this. He wants to win re-election. What I'm scared about is that he like continues to make more noise, continues to like you know raise tensions and then deflate tensions with Iran in a cycle all the way up to October where he starts yeah. negotiations for withdrawal. If he starts negotiations for withdrawal in October, he will be reelected. Doesn't matter if Bernie Sanders is nominated Alex for president. Is right. No, I think I think Bernie still wins. So, see, listen, Bernie wins against Trump regardless. Unless we, we this happens, that, right? unless no, this happens, I think Bernie. No, regardless, I think yeah. This is just this is just helping Bernie beat Joe Biden and Liz Warren. Because because going going Trump. back and forth and back and forth is also like you know, a very frivolous thing. And most people will probably hate him for that. 
I mean, the the outrage over what he did, even amongst people that normally support him, Tucker Carlson, was pretty bad on this situation. Tucker's always been pretty critical of Trump in a way, right? He Uh, is like critical of Trump on foreign policy and trade. Yeah, trade. Yeah, he's like father. So, and the other thing is that um, one of these kind of like mythic swing votes is. We want to look at veterans and service members, and veterans and service members are not fucking stupid, the ones who are not sociopaths, right? They ha- they will not forget in October that this started in January, right? And those are people that I think it could be really contentious with. Like, the veterans and service mother- members, again, the ones who are not sociopaths, in October they will not be like, oh, Great news for me. Thank you, Mr. Trump, for not deploying me. Mm-hmm. They will remember that this was, you know, and, and this, you this could be, or we'll, almost we'll see, but this could be one of those moments like we saw 15 years ago that starts making those service members and veterans think more clearly about their president, right? And, and well, I think... I think that's part of the reason why Sanders has more contributions from uh, service members than any other candidate, including Trump, uh, is because I think a lot of U.S. military people understand that Sanders is not just going to deploy them. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And also his work in the what is that committee for veterans? Yeah. 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 Veterans Affairs. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying that, like, if this were to happen where um, Trump were to make this October surprise and start a withdrawal of Iraq in October, which is kind of like what I'm positing here, like it would be very difficult for um, presidential nominee Bernie Sanders to like navigate that. You know how bad it would be for presidential nominees Elizabeth Warren. Or it would be way worse for <laughs> them. I, like I don't doubt that, but it would still it would still be difficult for Bernie. It would still be hard because the because you know that the like uh, the the people like you know asking him the questions aren't going to be in good faith at yeah. all. They're gonna they're gonna defer to Trump on this. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I hope I I, I mean, don't think that the people I don't I don't think the people in his administration will allow that will to allow happen. It to happen. I, right. And Honestly. They didn't allow there. him to I mean, really I think pull out of Syria. They didn't. No. I, I don't, and I don't, if they had really wanted this they kind of whole did, they, shit to not like, happen, they wouldn't have allowed that either. Yeah, there's they, only they like 600 troops. Do... There's only 600 troops in Syria. That's yeah. it. Well, and the thing is, it's easier now because they're just, they can pull out troops, but and they're still only in one place. Throw bomb the shit out of the place. And it's, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like Obama. We won't put boots on the ground, but he'll drop fucking 22,000 bombs from the sky. Like in so it's like it's not it, it is easier to pull troops out but i don't think that they will and in large part i think i don't know who said it but they were talking about how you know back in the bush era days the people that were in charge like dick cheney and 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 whatnot they used the religious right to like help push the war effort but i don't think that dick cheney or george bush or some of those people were like they they faked believing in some of like the the end times like sure, stuff sure. and <laughs> yeah. to get people to yeah. follow along with them but in doing so they created a vacuum where in their own party where it's no longer it's not it's no longer being led by people that are deceiving the right but it's now being led right. by those people like Mike Pompeo by is the not crazies. he's a true believer right. like he he will I don't I don't think they'll I don't think they'll get out of there he's going to yeah. he's going to lay on hands to the Iranian people and well, like, save them. If yeah, that's like the I, case, I'll go ahead. No, I was just saying I hadn't really thought of it that way because I just think war people want war. They don't care, right? They want war. But you're you're right. And um, I have seen this because, you know, uh, my, my evangelical family members that I have for some reason – 
one of the, the contentious issues between us is, you know, my sister will be like, this is not, you know, what's going on at the border is not Christian. What's going on with welfare is not Christian. But we disagree about the war because they really believe that there has to be a war in the Middle East because that's when Jesus comes. Because mm-hmm. no, the Bible like real, says that. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, I'm not saying they're not a little crazy, but they're usually like they always want to do the right thing for human people on this earth right now, uh, except when it comes to that. Because mm-hmm. this is good for for the for Jesus coming back. He needs we he needs us to like incubate good war. Yeah, I mean, so I've, I've had conversations with evangelicals that are like, look, I oh, man, I, be so good. I feel bad for the Palestinian people, but yeah, yeah, but. Israel needs to take back. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of Christians in Palestine. They love to say that. But. Well, before we move into. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. let me say one last thing. Um, And this is probably like one of the more important things I'm going to say just because of uh, like if you guys are right in that, you know, like um, we're going to have like Mike Pompeo being belligerent and stuff like that. We're going to really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys will probably be right. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like, Mike um, Pompeo is belligerent. Yeah, so um, he's yeah. gonna show up with we're a gonna, flask. No, <laughs> we're gonna be really depending on the Iranians to show like a uh, restraint policy of deterrence, which is kind of restraint. Oh, they've policy. done a tremendous job so far. They have done a tremendous Minus job. Minus the airliner. Like I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be quite, I'm going right? yeah. to expose my privilege a little bit being like um, a uh, man in the United States in the center of the, the uh, capitalist empire. Like um, I was super excited just to like observe, you know, like uh, like what was it that the Iranians were going to do and um, to deter the United States from further aggression. And what they did was actually very, very strategic and very, very well thought out. They they uh, warned the United States through back channels before they were going to do it about three hours. Mm -hmm. And also, like you can hear those surface to surface air missiles like. You can hear them coming like 30 minutes away even um, also. So uh, there's that. So, and that is why nobody died. Yeah, right? that is like. Yeah, they, they targeted specific parts of the bases where uh, military personnel would not be. And they were be. bases. Exactly. And they were, and they were military. Uh... So they, so they uh, attacked the military bases where like um, the strikes were carried out from, I suppose. And uh, they also had um, their uh, proxies uh, or maybe not their pro- – they had uh, Hezbollah or – Actually, there's conflicting reporting on this that they might have had Hezbollah like threaten to invade Israel, um, and if that if the United States retaliated, and um, they also uh, threat that like I said, there's conflicting reporting on this that they might have like uh, attacked Dubai, but I think um, I think that like the and like to be clear that they, they were talking about destroying those two like uh, uh, civilian cities. That's like a war crime. And um, they were I think that they were just doing that because Donald Trump was doing the same thing. And I don't think that Donald Trump was very serious about that, too, by the way. Um, it's a lot you, of posturing on well, both sides. Well, look at well, look at I mean, we don't even have to, like, uh, look very far back in the Trump administration. I mean, go to go to the very beginning uh, with North Korea. Um, he was doing the same exact stuff. You know, he says he has this big talk and this big game, but he will back down from it. Um, but because that's just kind of his style, so I knew that you know, it's like a dangerous style. It is a dangerous <laughs> style. But I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's freaking out about this. This is only fueling fuel to the fire, yeah. if you ask me. Um, but so I wasn't really concerned. But they did the same thing, and I was like, what well, you want to know? What they have to, um, if that's what you're gonna, if that's what you're gonna do. Um, but yeah, so 
that's like kind of like uh the biggest thing about it is that um iran like uh they did a very good job of like giving president uh trump like an out and just be like hey you know what um we don't really have to do anything uh further so on that note call your congressman and senators and tell them you don't want no fucking war yeah Oh, well, so I, I do, uh, should we talk about the Alyssa's lock? We're going to, well, we're, I was going to say, we're going to move into some, uh, dem primary horse race bullshit. But, uh, before we do that, I, w- I was curious if you guys have thoughts on like the response from the democratic leadership, uh, was, like uh, in Congress, in the Senate, I think Tim Kaine's got a bill. babies, all of them. Yes. Fucking yeah. all of us. Is there multiple? Here's nothing. my thing: is there multiple bills? Because yes. there's so there's like there's the, the Barbara Lee resolution. That there, then there's the uh, bill that um, Ro Khanna and Bernie Sanders introduced. And isn't the I thought the Barbara Lee and Ro Khanna one is this one? Of the no, same. Barbara the Barbara Lee and uh, Barbara Lee and um, my, or, uh, uh, who is that guy who ran with um, Hillary Clinton? Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine. It was Tim Kaine, Barbara Lee, Tim Kaine and Barbara Lee, and uh, Ro Khanna and Bernie Sanders. So there's two different versions. What's the, do you, do you, I don't know if you're familiar. The Bernie Sanders one. Um, well, that's specifically to limit any funding for yes. conflict with Iran. The Barbara Lee one was that um, was like, oh, the, the, the president has to come uh, for uh, approval from Congress okay. to do anything further okay. with Iran. And the stupid CIA spook Alyssa Slotkin version of it was um we don't really like this um you shouldn't really do this but uh if you must like maybe you can it's a a non-binding resolution we're just letting you know we don't like it she's interviewing for a job again no and I mean like the only reason that Nancy Pelosi chose hers to pass isn't just like because like you know Nancy Pelosi fucking agrees with Trump it's also because because she wants to give a win for fucking centrists, not Barbara Lee or Ro Khanna or uh, Bernie Sanders. Not the even, not even is, uh, Tim Kaine. Yeah, not Tim, yeah. Not uh, Tim even Tim Kaine. I was very, uh, I was very <laughs> Tim fucking Kaine, who's to the right of Attila the Hun. Like, Mayama. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Zach? Do you think, do you think Attila uh, the Hun or see, Genghis Khan um, is farther right? That, uh, you know the, uh, the Indivisible group, right? They're kind of more known as like a uh, more liberal organization, certainly more. Were they one of the organizations that kind of rose in response to Trump? Yes. What did you say? Which group? The Indivisible group. Okay. Um, They're kind of known for like more like um, centrist policy. In fact, they were a big part in uh, helping get Alyssa Slotkin elected. Uh, They committed all of their national chapters to um, fighting for the progressive version, the Barbara Lee uh, version of the bill, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So. Really, really, really sad. Low bar on all accounts here. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that, and I, I think you, I think you're right. Earlier, when you had mentioned like this, this whole conflict thing helps boost uh, Bernie against uh, like the other more liberal candidates in the race. Uh, I think it. Does, I think yeah. you're right. I think. I think in seeing, well, seeing Sanders is like, like the, the only one who didn't have an initial statement that. That wasn't fucking dog shit. Yeah, that wasn't hedging. He got a lot of shit on Twitter for his like first tweet because he said something about the American people instead of mentioning all other people like in Iraq and Iran. And it's like, but he he's like the only fucking politician who says those things like weekly. Yeah, (laughs) but um, but they like all went in on him. He was like, I don't want American people soldiers to die. You know. 
And then the I was man like, is oh, running so for the president want... of a country that is not leftist Twitter. So, you know, this wasn't le- this wasn't. No, let oh. me be clear here mm. as an asshole on leftist Twitter. Okay. These were like <laughs> that was not me. These were like still with her people who were like, mm, I thought you said you hated war. Oh, my God. I thought you. Cared wow. About... It was bad. People that I hate even more. Yeah. Yeah. The dumb response to this, especially like Elizabeth Warren, you know. You know, being like I said this before, being brown beaten by Meghan McCain, like that is so sad. Like yeah. when Meghan McCain makes you buckle, you cannot, you cannot let Meghan McCain make you buckle on the View if you're trying to be president of the United no. States. <laughs> you gotta have more backbone than Joy Behar. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say that Meghan McCain, if nothing else, has enough backbone to run for president yeah. when she's ready, which she will. God, why did you bring that upon us? That's going to happen, too. Why did you do this? When you were talking about um, uh, Mike Pompeo being belligerent, I was imagining him, like, stumbling into, like, a national security meeting (laughs) with a flask singing a cover of John McCain's bomb, 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 Iran. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, that's that's how it would be. I'm Look, I don't want war with Iran. Be a bad thing. No, sorry, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey, everyone, I'm just cutting in real quick to remind everyone that you can subscribe to our show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at SOTRpod. And you can also help support our show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Uh, you can get some bonus content there. Uh, give so us that you, Christmas money. Yeah, give us give us that Christmas. <laughs> you guys can have like your own copies of our CIA memos that we get <laughs> straight to the pod. Yeah, that's how that's how um, Ben's brother knew about the assassination. Actually, so if you want those kind of secrets, join our Patreon. No, like no, 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 no. Um, uh, Trump told uh, the Mossad and Netanyahu, and then BB called me and was like, "Hey, Alex." Um, Okay, shut shut the fuck up. Back back to the show. So yeah, I mean, this obviously catapulted Bernie into a. a, I don't know if it was necessarily. I don't know if it was this, but I think this. I think he's he's gonna pad his lead now because of this. But yeah, this has certainly helped uh, draw a distinction between him and the rest. Good timing, I would say. Mm -hmm. So we just kill someone else, Donald. We just had a new poll coming out of Iowa showing Sanders in the lead. Mm. It's not that good of a poll. It's only the Des Moines Register. Yeah, it's only the Des Moines. It's only the gold standard of polls, but it's not that great. I think you were posting about this when you were late coming here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a a guy that went on MSNBC and was like, look, I saw this poll and I couldn't believe it. It's not right. It's wrong. (laughs) It, It can't be. And I'm like. Mm, okay, so it, like making, you know, a, a couple months ago, when when Pete Buttigieg was was leading the same poll, it was the gold standard, you know, infathomable. Like, no, it's 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 great, and and now that Bernie's uh, leading it, uh, they you know they they bust out the the no clear leader mm-hmm. banners and put those all we over have the to graphic. Like really like it also like really dissect like the methodology and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think sure. uh, Bernie stands. We love polls way more than we should for people who like fight with Nate Silver as much as we do. <laughs> Well, okay, here, here. I mean, a lot of people just don't really know how to read polls. Um, like, the best thing to do is look at the um, averages of state polls. 
Um, the national polls don't really matter. No, because like, we don't all. run a national primary. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, but that being said, Bernie is starting to show up as first in some of these national yeah. polls now, too. The first one, the Reuters Ipsos, yeah. 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 So that is that is fairly exciting. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, you know what happens because if Bernie Sanders is to you know win Iowa and then uh, like I think he's probably a shoe in for New Hampshire. Um, it's going to be really difficult for um, you know the other Democratic contenders to be able to uh, deal with that momentum. Listen, yeah, because he's listen. likely to win Nevada as well. If he wins a bunch of primaries in the beginning. Then all those people who are like, he can't win, I'm not voting for him because he can't win, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're going to be proven wrong, but they're still not going to vote for him because they are they were only ever mad about a socialist Jew in the first place. Yeah. So they're still going to, I don't know. It's not that I don't like Bernie, I just don't like how loud he is. You would, th- you would think, though, if he, w- if he wins Iowa and then he wins New Hampshire or wherever, then people would be like, oh, maybe it's a good idea if I vote for this guy because he can win. And a lot of people seem to want to vote for him. And I really hate Trump. They won't do that because mm-hmm. they're hateful and stupid. I don't know. I feel like there's a... There's there's a mix there. I feel like there's that portion of the electorate, but there's also the portion of the electorate that doesn't really pay attention that just wants to vote for a winner. Right. And like yeah, if they true. see like Bernie winning, they're gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna go with the winner. No, 100. percent That's that's actually most people who are voting in this primary. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of people that wait. There's people, I, and I know this because I've you know when I helped like manage them before, but I've been to the the Iowa caucuses before and. One of the things that there's a lot of people that go that literally go in there having no idea who they're going to vote for. They go in, they look, who has the biggest crowd? That's who I'm going for. And yep. I feel like that's it. That's, that's like, like a good argument for why caucuses are stupid and we should stop Thank doing you. That. Yeah, I mean, caucuses are definitely stupid. They we should definitely. Fun, I mean, yeah, they're they're more fun. And it's a real like, hoot nanny. <laughs> Bernie definitely, <laughs> Bernie definitely fu- has an like advantage. It's like fun for Iowa. <laughs> yeah, fun for yeah. Iowa. Um, they have so much <laughs> corn there. Yeah, they, they let you. They let everyone just have free corn. Yeah, yeah. You get a, that, as much that, as you is can that eat. That's where the butter cow was. was that, that was Iowa. I'm oh yes, yes, yeah, certainly. Oh hell! I, I, oh my god! Fair. Amazing, amazing Ted Cruz tweet. <laughs> so this triumphant rise of Bernie Sanders to the top of the polls in Iowa um, is followed by, uh, you know, or follows, you know, this precipitate or for this. Uh, general rise you know just like the slow, yeah, the slow tick slow ever since tick. october october 5th ever, ever since ever was it was that before after his uh that was the heart attack day, heart attack october day. 5th. yeah so heart attack right, day yeah heart so attack. like literally heart since that coming of from, uh, from heart, ground zero from heart attack day and then you had like the aoc endorsement he's been steadily ticking upwards and then like what happened was it was like was it right after uh uh christmas or the day before christmas where um everyone was talking about oh they were all saying bernie Sanders is like uh, could win this thing. Like Politico had that piece, New York Times. Yeah, had it was that like piece. in between Christmas and uh, yeah. New Year's, they were just like, "Oh shit, maybe we were wrong." Yeah, so like they were like, "Oh shit, look what's happening oh, here." Oh boy! And now I would love you to think of. I th- I would love you to ask your ask that question more often. <laughs> no, I uh, I was surprised the they got to acceptance this quick. Uh, usually, it takes a while to get to that uh, first step. No, now he's the front runner, and you see all these motherfuckers bending the knee, bending the knee, Matt Iglesias. Uh, um, Chris Saliza. Chris Saliza. Uh, Nate Silver. Nate Silver. Yeah. Nate Silver. Wait, yeah. Nate Nate Silver? Silver. Yeah. Nate Silver. He's like, uh, um, he's like he in his po- uh, podcast the other day. He's like, there's only a couple of candidates that can truly win this, and that's Bernie and Biden. And the other ones, they have a much lesser chance. They could pull it off, but a much lesser chance. Yep. I, I want to say I love yeah. that for Nate, but it also concerns me because you never really want to be. A- on his side of a no. prediction. No. no. Well, that's the thing is, um, 
But he's got all the numbers. Yeah, he's got, he's got all the, so he's, many numbers. He, he's got he's got all the he's got he's all the like, numbers. He's, he's gonna got his come model out now. He's gonna come out with like Ross Perot with a bunch of graphs <laughs> and just yell at you for an hour. I I think it's um I like seeing these people have to tell the line and and you know I I cannot wait to tell the listeners of 538 and the people that are just like Nate Silver to just suck it up and vote blue no matter who. Like well, it's I, going to be glorious. It's going to be delicious. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I mean I mean, one of the main reasons I'm supporting Sanders is to own the libs. I mean, that's 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 all. That's the only reason I'm supporting. Maybe Sanders. the best part. Maybe the best part about Bernie Sanders being like number one in these polls is that like everyone is like these libs are melting down online. Yeah. The libs are melting down on Twitter. You should see the replies. To, yeah, like, well, some I don't of know these if you, um, you guys. Are, I don't know if you guys are familiar with these it. people aren't voting blue no matter who. Apparently, they're very toxic, and I'm very concerned that they're going to elect Donald Trump. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think that uh, Ricky was right that there is a fairly large contingency of people that you know use the electability argument as kind of a acceptable facade for the fact that they just would like anyone except for uh you know bernie yeah. um yeah like, you'll, you'll, you'll talk to essentials and be like well look i like bernie but we need to win over independence and then you drop like four or five polls showing that bernie is leading with independence and they're like bernie and independence. well what about black people yeah, and then you say, "Oh, well, you know." He's you know, second yeah. with black people, and you know, people, and especially um, black people that are under the age of thirty-five. He is the least white coalition. The least white, co- you know, it, it's well, always well, it's well, always well, moving well, the goalposts well, with these well, folks. Well, 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 he doesn't have any uh, policies that stand for the. Uh, for the interests of POC people. And like that, I've literally had somebody uh, say that to me on um, uh, Twitter and I asked them, what are these That's like, not very intersectional of them. Yeah. They're probably yeah, white. I mean, <laughs> too, I'm like, uh, so I volunteered to canvas the women's March coming up, which is going to be really fun on that ooh. account. Cause people do not like to hear that. What's good for women is, uh, healthcare and labor unions. They don't like that one. Wow. Really? Oh, that's, uh, a gotta, that's uh, that sure is a bummer for for them. The only thing, the yeah, only way real. that you can be good for women is sharing RBG memes on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of also just like, I mean, ten years ago at least they they would listen to the abortion argument. Bernie's the only abortion candidate, yeah. the only one, right? He supported Roe Wade before, right? And, Roe and, Wade and is Medicare for All preempts the Hyde Amendment, right? He's yeah. the only abortion candidate, um, and they don't like to hear that now since Hillary Clinton ran on. Maybe we don't care that much about abortion platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tim Kaine is literally pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> she guys... chose a senator or whatever to the fucking whatever right of her. Whatever he was, nobody can remember. Yeah, but he spoke Spanish. Um, oh, did you guys? Uh, uh, you guys? You guys are it, speaking Spanish. Takes you two points to the left. <laughs> uh, you guys are all um, on Twitter and see the garbage is on there. You guys know the uh, the rogue White House uh, account, right? Have you guys, no. you guys uh, I don't think I've seen that account. No. No. It's been around still, since. It's been uh, yeah, around I didn't since know Trump. Still doing that shit. There's like a rogue White House account, yeah. and it's always kind of bad. It's it's. Uh, they had a bunch of like you know rogue yeah. and like unofficial accounts. Like, yeah, come, come yeah, and, and like it's very centrist driven. But uh, interestingly enough, the person that runs that account uh, endorsed Bernie two days ago, and holy fuck, the comments are. Glorious. That's great. Like, you know, it, it, it's 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 great. 
Um, we can we can go back to hyping up our boy in a second here, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, to the ones that we lost uh, since uh, since we took our break. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Julian Castro. Um, congratulations to Warren on receiving that <laughs> coveted endorsement. Adios, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we, double selfies. We we lost the Orb Queen as well. Um, mm, we're gonna Marianne Williamson. She knows Bernie. Gone. Yeah. Oh, did you already? Yep. Well, already today. Yep. Yeah. Good, good I, on her. I saw a post about her endorsing Bernie, but there was like a block of text in it that seemed like a parody. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a parody. Okay. You, you saw that on my page. Oh, are you talking <laughs> okay. about the Orb Mom? The yeah. Orb Mom yeah. name? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah cool. Because like, I saw that and I was like, so did she endorse him or is this a joke? <laughs> she endorsed him and that's a joke. Okay. So. so um. Yeah. What was I going to say? I'm, I'm looking at Cory Booker now. Looking at you, man. Um, he's got to get up before I am. I'm looking, he's a, I'm looking he's at, a feisty one. I'm looking at Tom Steyer. I'm really pissed uh, off. Tom, Tom, Steyer. Tom Steyer is surging in the polls, apparently. Yeah. What? Did you, you just amazing he's qualified for the debate. I he's mean, second uh, in South Carolina right now, according to the latest poll. Well, second. <laughs> they're what? running. They're running out of options. Yeah. He, no. Like, I, he, it was like 15. percent Like it was. I was like, what? It. it I don't. Where, where we saying, wasn't it just like like a like a few weeks ago? We we're like, who's the surge going to go to next? Klobuchar? Yeah. How? But apparently, no. I, it's fucking Tom yeah, Steyer. I, That's what happens when you dump hundreds of millions of dollars. They is uh, they skipped Amy. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Tulsi now. I'm looking at. <laughs> Well, so Tul- Tulsi's good. I'm, she'll she'll endorse. She has. Oh wait, my thing is, we need I'm, to wait. We need to wait for after the caucus, right? Yeah, yeah. We wanna, yeah. Caucus. So, so the way that the caucus works is it's beneficial to have some leftist, low polling candidates still in the race for Iowa, and the reason is is because those candidates will be able to drive out those supporters, and if those supporters don't meet the meet the fifteen mm-hmm, percent right. threshold, they have they to move in the second ballot to right. Bernie. Well, and so. she knows that. Yeah, in Tulsi, um, people are definitely going to move to. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to yeah. move anywhere else. So, yeah. and I think about, Yang. Honestly, the, yeah. I was going to say, what yeah. about the Yang bangers? Yeah. I think that Yang people. Oh, I think a lot of them will go to their Biden. second choice. That's a, uh, according that's to the polling, was overwhelmingly Bernie with like a sprinkle of Biden, which is that you know. I mean, I want to say that surprises me because, but I, I, that speaks to what there is that's almost good about Andrew Yang, right? Yeah. Like the things that people like about him are not the things that he's doing this for, right? They aren't like yeah. the core of what his his campaign is. Um, they're just like desperate. Well, Zach and I were just talking about this yesterday. That it, I mean, personally. I don't like Tulsi Gabbard. Hot I, takes coming. I, I don't like Andrew Yang. Um, as far as I'm concerned, like I, I, I've never, I, I don't think I've ever met someone who supports Tulsi Gabbard who isn't fucking crazy. Um, what? But <laughs> the, the good, the good thing about their candidacies is that they are pulling the crazies away from Bernie's campaign for the time being. Um, and so it doesn't make so it makes us look better than we would if we had all those crazy people on the latched onto the campaign right now. I don't think Yang has crazies. I think he just has yeah. like I don't know. I've can, been to the millennials and, yeah. and um, have you been to the yeah, subreddit? Yeah, people that make memes. No, I haven't. Sorry, Zach. Let, let's hear it. Oh, you in, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I guess I did. I mean. It's, it's, I saw the whipped cream video. <sighs> it's That's the weirdest group of people. Mm-hmm. It's like the people that like Yang are the people that like 
Bernie, but also think that Tucker Carlson makes good points sometimes. That's not crazy. That's like a significant amount of like the young yeah. fringe left who are online. It's, it's, this is people it's that we have to pay attention to. Young. Um, this is incels. Yeah. This is yes. incels, and they're not crazy. They're just like. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. make a, I'm gonna make and a slightly also, different if, argument if, than you, Ricky. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna just say Alex that Alex and I are online in the spaces where we know Tulsi supporters who defend Car- Tucker Carl- Carlson, right? We watch, you know, you've seen these spaces, right? I yeah. Okay, but I I, I would say that they I would, I don't know about defending Tucker Carlson. I know that they defend her going on Tucker Carlson, and I understand right. that for the same reasons that like you know people fair, like fair enough that is Glenn, a difference. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald like goes on Tucker right. Carlson, and I will. I will say to the Hill that he should go and talk Carlson because he does expose right, right, people right, right. to like different points right, of view. Right, right. Mm-hmm. is like the Ron Paul for Gen Z. No, but like here, 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 uh, yeah. here's okay. Here's let me it help is. you out, Rick. Here's the better way to make this argument. <laughs> okay, like the thing is about like the American people is that they're not politically educated. They and I've said this a million times on this podcast. Everyone just has a grab bag of different sort of things that are that do not co- that are not cohesive whatsoever. These well, things, these things are contradictory. Often. I believe that to be true. I don't believe that's necessarily what's going on in, with these people because these people are extremely educated in political theory. They read a bunch of fucking manifestos all the time. Um, they're on fucking Reddit. Well, those people and, are scary, and I don't yeah. want their vote. But well, you want their okay. vote, right? <laughs> no. All it is, all it is. This we're not making a materialist argument here. These are people who are jobless, who don't have insurance, yeah. who at best have to live with their parents, and they're obnoxious little fucking incels. But a lot of them they are. They understand the problems, but not the right. solutions. But yeah. sometimes they do because what you're saying about the cohesiveness of political understandings in America, we have the we're told what is cohesive, and it's a set of patterns and boxes that never worked. Right? We're supposed to think that like you know, and so de- the Democratic Party is supposed to be a, like a type of political cohesion, and right. it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work. So right. people pulling from these other places, that I think is like the future, even though if they don't make sense immediately to us right now and. I would argue more they're just like stupid. Not that they don't make sense. They're just like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think this is like, I don't think that's the bulk of the Yang bangers. I think that most of, most of the people we're describing are already Bernie bros. But um, they're Bernie bros that a lot of people on the like surface of Bernie, of the Bernie fandom, uh, want to not, want to pretend like they don't exist. But they do exist and they're going to vote and they deserve health care. And they're also going to be much less terrible once they get it. <laughs> Yeah, is my argument. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I think that but I, uh, I want like crazies. They're the crazies. Who who are the crazies? I don't running? think that the craziest people running. I don't think. No, that I just mean like who are the the real who's the real candidate for the crazies? Tulsi probably. Tulsi, Tulsi, Marianne Williamson, and. Marianne Williamson's voters are too yeah. old. And probably Andrea. Yeah. Probably no, Andrea. no, no. Because you, no, th- here's the thing. This I, is not sexist mm-hmm. because Tulsi voters I'm, I'm, are I'm male. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tulsi You're voters right. are male. And Marianne Williamson voters, voters are female. Marianne Williamson actually is not the crazy voters. She, she's not. And a lot Definitely of like. Not. I don't know, bro. I went down to Detroit. I saw some of her supporters. And I'm not saying <laughs> that like. I'm not. I don't want to paint with a broad brush because I'm not saying that all Marion Williamson supporters crazy. People I was harassed once by a Bernie Sanders but supporter. I don't say that. When I say crazy, I don't mean that as a bad thing because I think that these are people <laughs> that normally would never be involved, but finally there's a candidate that speaks to them, and I think that's that a good rules, thing. Yeah. I think like like Marianne I said, I think has that always Yang, been. I mean, she Yang, has yeah. a weird Paul past, but Z. she's not he's, good. Uh, he's he bringing is. people in. To look at the issues, look at the system, and I think the more that these people interact with the system and uh, 
look to understand it, the more that they'll become radicalized and uh, right. we'll be on our side. They'll be comrades. They're already They're a, kind, comrades. a kind of radicalized is one of my points. And I don't think, you know, I just tr I just try to be like a little bit more open to our crazies because I don't because it's just another type of respectability centrism to be like mm, Bernie bros aren't really like that guy because they are <laughs> sometimes and those people matter too <laughs> most well, of them yeah, I mean I think that what you said about like Even people, people who are like you know kind of dumb and don't understand like the solution but they understand the problem like I don't think it makes people crazy when you know Tucker Carlson says um, there needs to be a limit of the market like the free market doesn't extend uh, you know it, 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 it's not bringing us prosperity um, and you know then he veers to the right mm -hmm. um, and you know offers the false promise of fascism but you know it is that first step of understanding that there is a problem with the system that you know you have to take for these people to take the other fucking path so mm -hmm. i want to point out really quick for clarification that matthias is the person we're talking about here right yeah oh. I, I love tucker carlson i have 500 bow ties in my house <laughs> <laughs> no but look okay so like yeah they're definitely like do you see last <laughs> there are definitely like some Pepe uh, groipers that love um that love andrew yang and there are some of them that like uh tulsi gabbard too um, now, do I think that the Groypers are a significant electorate? Um, no, mm. uh, I don't think that they're a very significant. I'm, I'm electorate. not familiar with that term. What is the, that? The 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 Groyper is um like uh, a, a white supremacist incel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, that is kind of fish. Yeah. <laughs> grouper. That's a grouper. No, but yeah. drum fill. And I think, and this is also just a, a Zoomer thing, um, the boundaries between these things have been really changing. They have been, the, yeah. It's not... No, which is cool. This is this speaks to the power of the left that the spaces that would have been just like fully fash, just dumbasses, yeah. are like weirdly fashion, like slightly racist, weird incels who are also like left on a lot so of look, things. So look, so look, so look, so they're leftists. There are my, left wing incels. My whole thing, my whole thing is that um, these people, like their um, political, uh, like inspiration, is rooted in their identity of being like a loser. Mm -hmm. So like that's, that's different. That's literally Marxism. Okay, no, but that's not yeah. Marxism. I'm sorry. Okay, it could, kind it of. could be. Yeah, it kind of. I know what you're saying. I've heard this. No, We've but, been saying this no, a long no, 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 time. No, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Mm. Like th that's different, right? Than just like you know, like the w the majority of people, you know, right? Who don't just like j they, like they don't like understand like how um, you know Tucker Carlson is right wing. They mm -hmm. don't even understand that. And he does a lot of work to make right. that, right? He yeah. he wants to say that he's not one or you know, he, well, things. No, yeah, he, I mean, he obfuscates. Like, and, he was and, one of the ones that was critical about the Soleimani killing, and right? Yes, and yes, you might have some, like, similarity in positions of, like, the Groypers and those, like, uh, people who just don't really have, like, any ideological cohesion. But that's not what I think is, like, the uh, motivating factor in voting for those two people and i think that when you're when you're when you're looking for people's votes it's the motivating factor that you have to tick for people in their head um and that uh i just think that the motivating factor in those people's heads those people that are the groipers that like tulsi and yang i think that they're 
a I don't think that they're very significant in population, and I think that there are a lot more people who are just like normal and in the most like, I guess yeah. like for lack of a better term, and uh, you know they just don't understand like anything about politics or ideology. Right. We don't really the polls don't separate the grapers from the swing vote and the independents otherwise though, but that's what they are. So. Right. I I understand what you're saying, but I I like I don't think that we need to like identify the swing voter as like that person as well. I think it's much more beneficial to identify the swing yeah, voter as yeah, like my is. definition. I guess when I talk one. about this issue in particular, it's something I I, I think about a lot because I am uh, in bad places online all the time. And <laughs> I I want to help them too. I want to help them well, too. Okay, I help I'm not them that, too, I'm not that bad, but like I'm too. really interested in these leftists online who are like overtly like this, you know, the the so-called Mm, yeah. The stress rights and the Nazbals and stuff. And, right. and there's a lot of bad stuff happening there, but there's a lot of stuff we have to understand. And I'm not thinking about for the election. I'm thinking about we, ha as the left, have to understand what's well, going on. Well, here. that's how we understand it is that their motivating factor is the same motivating factor that inspires people like fascists. They want to be able to put their foot on somebody else so that they can feel better. No, they just, they just, so. they just that want that a wife. That's true. That they really, I think yeah. they do just want a wife. They just, that's I, that's I, why these the are, Bronze Age. They're tremendously they alienated yeah, they people. They want a fucking mm -hmm. woman to dominate. That's my point. <laughs> I mean, I think they need health care. I, I want to help them too. I want to help them too. That's, we and here's and I just nobody needs any just, wives if they have a health if they have health care. You guys, everyone's seen Joker here, right? No, I literally I nurses for. I I just watched it for the first time, and you know yes. what? Joker's Joker's right. We get what we fucking deserve. We structured society in such a way. I didn't where structure any fucking society. We structured yeah. society in such a way, whereas we. Did you get I an miss. invite to something? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I missed that meeting. No, okay, yeah, but you want to know what? No, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you can say you can say it's the elites all you want, well, but we I have some other fucking agency too, guys. Like, come on, like we have to take some responsibility <laughs> here. We have to take some responsibility. We have to we have to understand that Hard we get, disagree. We, we we have to understand that <laughs> no we, responsibility <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> we got to understand that, like, you know, this is a political battle, and, you know, like, it, it, although, That's although, we have a although, although, right. although, what you know, I was just saying is, like, every, every, every Starbucks window that does not have a brick through it is a personal failure on your part. We live in a society, guys. Fix it. Uh, Do we? Not according to Margaret Thatcher. I'm kind Thatcher. of pissed off for, uh, to hear this from the guy who's like, every time we try to support a strike and boycott something, he's like, uh, but ethical, ethical. No, 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 not support a strike, <laughs> not support a strike. No, no, and not a, not 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 a like. We were a, just having a conversation before uh, the not, mics were on about a, how not, Alex not thinks that you guys should just go eat not a Not an organized, boy. not an organized boycott. I'm just saying, I like, agree it's, with you. It's stupid Alex to like. And I agree on this issue. Actually, it's it stupid to like make like individual choices based off your like ethics. Like it just is. I'm sorry. Or Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, no. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you like, okay. It's a good thing I have no. If you're ethics. gonna buy, if you're gonna buy a product, right in this system that we're in now, it's kind of dumb to overly worry yeah, about like yeah. how ethical that product is. That's you know, I mean, there is also a, le a left philosophical argument that ethics is not compatible with materialism, right? Which makes sense. Mm, yeah, true. So we I, shouldn't, I we shouldn't have ethics or make decisions. Well, yeah, I, I like. I like. I don't I like know to, much about it. I think we should. You know, I think about it like all the time. Like I mean, you know, we've is. been trying to figure out what's morality since like we've started thinking, and we still haven't mm -hmm. figured it out. So mm -hmm. why the fuck do we act like we know it so well? Mm -hmm. Well, the reason is because just live by the general rule. Don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. 
then you'll be fine. Damn, dude, you need to talk to the philosophy that, department that's kind at of MSU. That's a centrist argument. <laughs> <laughs> they they need to stop writing. <laughs> okay, now Zach's showing us memes. So okay, it's time but to... <laughs> a meme. I'm just saying oh, that that's, that's a good photo. I uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of carries on to the conversation. Get us back on topic. We're talking about uh, Bernie uh, coming into the lead and Biden failing. And uh, I just got pictures from my uh, event that he had, and there's probably like four people there. I'm pretty sure one of them's his wife. Nice. Um, so yeah, Very I, cool. I, uh, you know, we got to keep the energy forward. We have to bring in everyone. We need to expand the electorate. Yeah. Reach out to people that maybe haven't quite reached the level we yeah. have. But let's be real. None of us were born woke. None yeah. of us were born with all of these great ideas and philosophies. Just we learned them tell, along the way. Just, we just need to tell the Yang bangers. Um, you know, you don't, instead of a freedom dividend, you could, you know, we could raise wages. Um, we could institute, you know, universal health care, tuition free public college, a Green New Deal, and all the money that you'd be saving from that, you can use to buy your video games and hentai subscriptions. Get a job. They're going to go, get so go expensive work out. when we have to pay them. I don't know. I, I disagree with that. Wait. I actually like the idea of universal. Like, I want, so here's my idea. Uh, I uh, want, idea. instead, I, I would like, I really. Why? Go ahead. I have a good argument. Okay. okay. So, um, I like the idea of UBI. I don't like his UBI. I don't like the fact that I you have to choose between. Way, yeah. um, I like Milton Friedman's UBI. <laughs> this is Milton Friedman's UBI. I don't like the idea that you have to have him pick between social programs. I want it and to be UBI, more but like I do Milton believe Friedman. in a UBI, and the reason is because I think that we put. You said go get a job, get to work. I think we put too much value on work. I think that as a society, we need to decouple a person's value with whether or not they work or not because there's plenty of people in this society that sure, do not listen, work. Oh, no, 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 let me let me take it a step further. Let's not uh, let's not like uh, put to any value of what kind of job you have. Cuz well, that's okay. also a thing. Here's the thing, we ha we have to acknowledge that value is produced by work. All of you assholes are like like failing on your marxism tonight right it doesn't that doesn't mean that a person is more or less valuable depending on the work or type of work of they mean not. it means that wor value is, and all productivity is produced by work and that's why we talk about workers listen and i can talk about this because before like i joined this group right here i didn't have a job for like four years or right. leave my house right like so i was number one anti-work um an anti-work marxist but um i'm not anti-work I am. I am anti-work. I'm anti-work. Anti I, I um, think I'm somewhat anti-work. Anti yeah. I, I actually, I actually feel where you're coming from here. Like, and what I meant by like, you know, get a job, go work out, wasn't like that, you know that to, would be good for them. It would it be good would for, be for, good for, for them. who we were talking about right. the Groypers. That, I was talking fine. about the Groypers. But like, he, here's the thing: UBI isn't the only. Have the, some casual sex. The only <laughs> answer to the problem, for example, of disability. And I have a couple of issues. No, disability insurance, I think, makes a right, right. great so, job so of doing the, that. The, the big point you made is that we shouldn't have to um, choose between social programs and UBI. But there's a reason. It's a historical reason why we are told that we have to choose between UBI and social programs. And it's not just austerity. Um, as a historian, this is actually pretty interesting to me. So we... Globally or whatever we've done versions of UBI forever and they've looked like a million different things in America in Europe elsewhere And I think in general just like giving people money or food is like a good idea But that's not what we necessarily mean by UBI anymore And also does anybody remember the economic stimulus package? The fact is that um, right now we're given UBI as a alternative to 
Sanders' social programs and also specifically the rise of a demand for jobs guarantee. Mm -hmm. And we are told that these two things are opposite for a reason, which is that jobs guarantee is a historically black, like a black freedom movement um, that responds to a wider set of social problems, including mass incarceration, including militarism. And every single time historically over the past like 50 years, we've seen these large demands for UBI, including when they emerged with Milton Friedman. That was a direct response to the black freedom movements, which we're saying. What about MLK? um, What about MLK? His UBI. Sure, whatever. Christian UBI is its own thing. But, you know, I'm not saying here's the other thing. I say why not not both. I'm not right. Right. But that's not what we're being offered. And Yang's UBI and none of the UBIs on the table are good UBI or real no, UBI. Agreed. But the, but the thing it's is that like every, every single pundit that, you have to build that, the perfect that even left pundits who are advocating for UBI, in my opinion, are like this close to being like a plant to discredit the black activists behind um, the new jobs guarantee movements and Sanders. But And there's always like kind of a, a, you know, a racialized do, tone to this, in okay, my opinion. Is it, This is mostly like a political argument. I share like a similar political argument yeah. against UBI. So you don't have like a policy argument or like a material argument against it? Um, I think it's stupid. And I, I don't know. Nobody has demonstrated to me what, how any of these proposals are different from something like the economic stimulus package. Well, uh, okay. So like um, in... I like, thought the economic stimulus package was... A lot of people think it was a bad idea. I think it was actually good. So I know a lot of people I mean, that paid some, off of like, like, it's like I mean it was very short term because it was a one time payment thing. But I know a lot of people that use that right, for like cash is good. People want it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't make that a good policy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I have a different. Uh, okay. So I generally actually agree with you on this, but I do like feel like, you know, I hate doing this, but thought experiment. Sure. Um. Let's say uh, Soviet this is Union. A safe space for thought. Soviet Union won. This is the place where we can like experiment with thoughts. Soviet uh, Union won the Cold War. We uh, now live in world peace, communist utopia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And under the one world government of the American Soviet mm-hmm. uh, Union of the, mm-hmm. of the United States Russia Soviet Union partnership. Um. And now, uh, we uh. We're, we've got like you know universal health care. We've got universal housing. We've got a universal jobs guarantee. Like I said, it's a utopia. Okay. Yes. Now, final thing, UBI. Is that a good thing? Uh, so like an allowance from the government yeah. to go like buy makeup and like yeah, video games. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Sure. So like that's why not? that's kind of Throw like the icing on the cake. That's like baby. the why not both argument, which you know like. But that doesn't have sounds, any bearing on what we're exactly. You know. It it sounds appealing, but it's just not politically. And feasible. I, I think a lot of one of my issue and I, jobs jobs guarantee and full employment is an extremely technical and confusing issue. But a mm-hmm. lot of people in the UBI movement, I believe, are. Intentionally discrediting it using lies about what it is. No, we should be working that, towards full employment before yeah, we do Yeah, people UBI. really believe, and this is offensive to me as, again, like former shut in slash disabled people. People are like, uh, you, um, full employment is bad for disabled people because it's like, it's a. I actually, I think I saw. Well, so I'm, I know I've seen Matt Brunig call this uh, workfare, which is extremely offensive. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, it's just it's work camps. You know, they're for, they're forcing everyone to go. Full employment means everyone has to have a job, which is not what it means. Which is right? not what it means. Right. Um, but and I th- I think people you want could not to be say looking at a job. You could you could have like 100 million people not you, looking for a job. Do you want to labor or do you want a freedom di- dividend? What's his what's his UBI guarantee called? Freedom. Freedom. Dividend. Dividend. That's, that's that. Yeah. yeah. Like. 
but that's not how that works. But I don't, I don't think that there's any room for an, a UBI argument even remotely when we don't even have a living wage for work producing value um, and running the world economy yeah. and all of that. Well, we uh, we got to wrap up here because we're, we've gone over time. Uh, but I just, I just want to <laughs> say um, we are, as of this taping right now, we're 23 days away from Iowa. Um, we got to fucking win this shit, guys. We it's, are going to win this shit. It's real important. It's it's so goddamn important that we win Iowa. Holy fuck. Make some phone calls. We, Go yeah. on a trip to Iowa. Please. If you're phone. like an introvert and you don't like phone calls and you can't see yourself knocking doors, at the very, very, very least, please send text messages. It takes very little effort. It, you can be the most introverted person in the world and still do it, and you're making a difference. Yeah. So. Uh, what is it like BernieSanders.com slash volunteer or something yes. like that? Yep. Download the Burn app. Go Download to the Burn app. Joe 30. <laughs> <laughs> Three three out. Um, I'm. I still have to figure out if we're doing a podcast next weekend. Because mm-hmm. uh, oh, at yeah. least me and Zach are taking a trip to Des Moines uh, to go canvas for Bernie out there. I'm probably going to be out there too. So. Okay. So if we, you bring your stuff, live we can taping, do it. live taping. Yeah, we live we, taping in Iowa <laughs> from Iowa. Yeah, we yeah we might do that. Um, but uh, if you're interested in going to Iowa, uh, the, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after, I think like the uh, weekend of the 24th to 25th. Uh, if you live in the Lansing area, there is a bus uh, going out uh, going out there. Um, and I think they're asking for like $10 a person. Um, if you live in the Lansing area and you're interested in going and knocking on doors for Bernie, uh, I'm not sure where to get in touch uh, with the people who are organizing it, but you can email at, uh, you can email us at sotrpod at gmail.com. If you want more information, we'll find it for you. Download the Burn app. Download the Burn app, yes. B-E-R-N. And you can volunteer straight from there. Yeah, and do it everywhere. I, uh, today, I actually, like, uh, before I got here, I went to the grocery store and I, I was grocery shopping. And, um, you know, I was with Kelly and we were going around and I saw this guy and he's wearing a be- uh, Bernie beanie. And I was like, oh, shit, cool. And so I took out a fucking uh, Lansing for Bernie card, walked over and was, hey, man, how you doing? Uh, I noticed your hat from across the way. And, uh, you know, we do things around the area. I don't know if you live in the area. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I gave him one of our cards. So, um, you know, always canvas. I got to get you're, some you're... of those because, like, uh, today I, I drive delivery for a living. Um, and today mm-hmm. I uh, dro- I delivered uh, an order to someone. And as I was leaving, some guy came out the door. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm feeling the burn too because he saw the sticker on my car yeah so. which i had, a, uh, had a, given him a card but every moment is a canvassing day. moment yeah so well um anyway i think that's gonna do it for us later folks see ya bye bye bye